Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And today we are going to be talking about the capybara. So the capybara, uh, its scientific name, which I'm not going to try to pronounce and butcher it, but what it translates to is water pig. So that is one of the nicknames for the capybara. It's going to be called water pig. Uh, the other ones are the greater capybara as well as grass eater. So where it is found, it is native to South America, and it is found in all countries except for Chile. So the, it is found all throughout South America except for that bottom part where Chile is. And it inhabits things like savannas, dense forests, and it always lives near bodies of water, whether that be lakes, rivers, streams. It always has um, a body of water nearby, wherever it is, even if this includes recently flooded areas. Mm. And many escapees from captivity can also be found in similar watery habitats around the world. Uh, sightings are fairly common in Florida, although a breeding population has not been confirmed. And then in 2011, one specimen was spotted on the central coast of California. So these escaped populations occur in areas where prehistoric capybaras actually inhabited before. And then as for appearance, um, with the pictures you can see, uh, the color of them, they kind of have a reddish-brown fur on the upper part of its body that kind of goes lighter underneath into like a yellowish-brown. Um, and the size of the capybara, uh, they're actually the largest rodent in the world, which is a nice fun fact about them. So adult capybaras can grow anywhere between about three and a half to four feet in length and stand anywhere from 20 inches to 24 are 20 to 24 inches tall, so about two feet tall at the withers, and they typically weigh 77 to almost 145 pounds. So they are very large creatures, and typically the females are heavier than the males, with the top recorded weight being 201 pounds of a wild female from Brazil. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure most people are familiar with what a capybara might look like physically, uh, but I'll go ahead and describe here. So capybaras have a heavy barrel-shaped body and a short head. Uh, they almost kind of look like beavers without the tails. Uh, is a very, I think one of, a, one of the better ways to describe how they look is a beaver without the tail. So like I said, they have a heavy barrel-shaped body and short head. Uh, they lack down hair uh, and they, uh, its guard hair differs a little from over hair. So capybaras have slightly webbed feet as well uh, and uh, vestigial, vestigial tails. So they have a tail, but it is not used for anything. It has no purpose now. Uh, and so, and also, I guess that'd be a fun word for people to learn. So vestigial uh, is a fun one. Uh, that just means like evolution, we still have it, but it's not, it doesn't have a purpose anymore. It served a purpose at one point in our history, but it doesn't anymore. So uh, capybaras have a vestigial tail. Uh, their hind legs are slightly longer than their forelegs, and they have three toes on their rear feet with four toes on their front feet, and all of them are webbed. Uh, their muzzles are like kind of blunt. They're, it's kind of just like flattened in the front um, with, no, with the nostrils, and the eyes are very large, and their ears are very small. Uh, and all of that, their nostrils, ears, and eyes kind of sit almost on the top of their head, and we'll get into why that might be. Um so they are superb swimmers. They are very good swimmers. They are very buoyant. And with those webbed feet, they're able to get through the water very easily. Uh, so they're semi-aquatic and they often use uh, water as an escape from predators. And they can actually breathe underwater for up to five minutes at a time. They've even been known to sleep in water. And as I mentioned earlier, I was going to talk about why they have everything on the top of their head. Um, they can keep only their noses out. So because everything's almost on the top of their head, think almost like hippos or like alligators, crocodiles, where they can just barely have their heads out, but their eyes, ears, and noses are all out of the water and they can breathe and see just fine. 
and as temperatures increase during the day, they will wallow in the water to help cool themselves down, and they'll graze during the late afternoon and early evening, and they'll also spend time wallowing in mud, and they rest uh, around midnight, and they continue to graze again before dawn. As to what it eats, capybaras are herbivores, and they graze mainly on grasses and aquatic plants, as well as some fruit and tree bark. Um, they are very selective feeders, however. They feed on leaves of one species and disregard other species surrounding it. Um, they eat a greater variety of plants during the dry season, um, as fewer plants are actually available. And while they eat grass during the wet season, they have to switch to more abundant uh, diet of things like reeds during the dry season. Um, and plants that capybaras eat during the summer lose their nutritional value in the winter, so they're not consumed. So their diet just kind of depends on the season that they're in, um, depending on the dry or wet season or if it's better plants during the summer or during their winter and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and an interesting thing about how they eat, so their jaw, their jaw hinge is not perpendicular. So like most animals will open their jaw up and down to chew. They actually chew their food by grinding their jaw back and forth. Um, it's very interesting the way it is done. So they're also uh, autocoprophagus, coprophagus, uh, meaning that they eat their own feces. Um, it's, a, it's used as a source to uh, keep their bacterial gut uh, flora inside their uh, guts. It helps keep it healthy and they, you always want an abundance of uh, bacterial uh, gut flora. So that is one way of helping them uh, get that is to eat their own feces. And it helps digest the cellulose in the grass that forms their normal diet and to extract the maximum protein and vitamins from their food. Um, so they will also regurgitate uh, food to masticate it again, similar to um, cattle, how they will do this as well. Um, and as in the case with some other rodents, the front, of, uh, the front teeth of capybaras, they will grow continuously to compensate for the constant wear and tear from eating all the tough grasses and reeds and stuff like that. Um, because eating them naturally grinds them down, so it has to continually grow to be able to maintain the sort of same growth of teeth. Yep. And then as for what eats the capybara, uh, despite how being they, how cute they are, uh, they still have some predators. And those predators will include things like jaguars, ocelots, eagles, caimans, uh, pumas, as well as the green anaconda. As for mating goes, um, when the females are actually in estrus, um, the females' scent changes subtly, and near my, nearby males actually begin to pursue them. Um, in addition to this, females will alert males when she is an, an estrus by whistling through her nose. And she is also known to do um, what's called scent marking. So um, sometimes she will leave scents, um, whether it be from her mouth or from like the anal glands, um, around kind of for the uh, men to follow her and find out where she is. But she also may um, urinate to leave scent markings in order for them to find her as well. And during mating, the female has all the advantage in mating choice. It is all up to her. So capybaras will only mate in water. And if a female does not want to mate with a certain male, she either submerges completely or will just leave the water. And then acts for pregnancy. Um, the capybara gestation period is between 130 to 150 days. Um, and it produces a litter of four young on average, but it can be anywhere from one to eight in a single litter. Um, but the birth is on land, and the female will rejoin the group within a few hours of delivering these actual newborn capybaras, and they join the group as soon as they are mobile. And within a week, 
the uh, baby capybaras can eat grass, but they will continue to suckle from any female in the group, not just their mother, until they're weaned around 16 weeks. And the young will form a group within the main group. Uh, so alloparenting, which is care from an animal to a baby that is not their own. So these groups uh, will care for the babies of other uh, capybara parents in their group. Uh, just kind of help protect, conserve numbers, make sure all capybaras... Uh, the their odds of reaching adulthood are even better. And then as for lifespan, they can live up to 10 years, um, but typically they don't live longer than four years in the wild just to do, due to the um, amount of threats and predators that they face. Yep. And, and getting into the behavior of the capybaras, so they are known to be gregarious. Uh, while they sometimes will live solitarily, they are more commonly found in groups of around 10 to 20 individuals with two to four adult males four to seven adult females, and the remainder usually being juveniles. And capybara groups can consist of as many as 50 or even 100 individuals during the dry season when the animals will gather around available water sources. The males will kind of establish social bonds as well as dominance or other general group consensus. And then as for their communication, um, capybaras are known to make almost dog-like barks um, when threatened. Um, and females sometimes you do this to herd young. Um, and then as I mentioned earlier, they do have a lot of scent glands, one on their nose as well as the anal glands. And they will mark their area um, telling other capybaras where they've been as, whether, uh, as well as other groups to say, stay away from my area. Um, and then I mentioned earlier, the females will actually urinate during uh, mating time. Yep. Then, as for population, uh, capybaras are actually doing pretty good. Uh, they're on the IUCN. Uh, they're listed as least concern, so that's the best possible thing that an animal can be in on the IUCN's uh, uh, list. Uh, as for threats, sadly, they are hunted for their meat, hide, as well as grease from its thick and fatty skin. Farmers will also kill them as they see their grazing as competition with their livestock. Uh, and they are seen as a delicacy in Venezuela during Lent in the Catholic Church. And that wraps up all the general info we have um, on the capybara, but we do have quite a bit of uh, fun facts as well. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, they are the largest living rodent, and they are actually most re are closely related to guinea pigs and rock cavies. And like its relative, the guinea pig, the capybara does not have the capacity to synthesize vitamin C. And capybaras not supplemented with vitamin C in captivity have been reported to develop gum disease as a sign of scurvy. And capybaras are extremely docile and usually allow humans to pet and even sometimes hand feed them. But they usually don't like it when humans touch them or try to pet them and stuff like that. Um, but even in the wild, they usually do uh, allow like humans to be close to them and kind of observe them. Yep. And then, although it is illegal in some states, capybaras are actually occasionally kept as pets in the United States. Uh, the actual image of the capybara is featured on the two-peso coin of Uruguay. And then in Japan, uh, following the lead of Izu Shabotin Zoo in 1982, I'm probably butchering that name, uh, multiple establishments or zoos in Japan that raise capybaras have adopted the practice of having them relax in hot springs or onsen during the winter they are seen as an attraction by japanese people and capybaras became big in japan due to a popular cartoon character there in august of 2021 
um, Argentina and international media reported that capybaras had been causing serious problems for residents of Nordelta, uh, which was a gated community north of Buenos Aires built atop wetland habitats. Um, this inspired uh, Argentina and worldwide leftists to jokingly adapt the capybara as a symbol of class struggle and communism. And I'm sure if, if you are on the internet, you have probably seen capybaras are a very common place in meme culture today. They are used everywhere and anywhere due to uh, the kind of looks they have, how cute they might be. They are everywhere. They're in pop culture all over the world. And that wraps up everything that we have on the capybara. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, our next uh, five episodes actually are going to be in the month of December. So we'll be, we will be doing the same as last year where we'll have the wintry Christmas theme. Uh, so first up on that list is going to be the Alaskan king crab.